0: Thank you for joining me on this journey And welcome To episode 54 Of Remembering Our Way Home This week Our featured guest Is beloved daughter Granddaughter Mother Grandmother And North Carolina native Omela De Janine Bell As an artist a producer, an arts administrator, and a cultural historian. Omila De delves into the inner depths of her own ancestral pool of wisdom and experience to enlighten, inspire, encourage, and clarify why ancestral veneration matters. Welcome to Remembering Our Way Home a weekly podcast to inspire, enlighten, and empower listeners via personal testimonies, discussions, and interviews with featured individuals who have embraced the transformational and ancient practice of ancestral veneration.
1: Thank you, Omilade, for joining me this morning on Remembering Our Way Home. So it comes to your mind or what do you think about when you hear the word ancestor? Family.
2: (laughs) The first thing that comes to my mind is family. Um, Because I'm made up of all of that stuff that creates that has um, transitioned and ascended into the ancestral realm. I am I'm them here, and they are me there. And so there's just such a marvelous, uh, real yet sometimes inexplicable Yet sometimes so familiar continuum of life that keeps us grounded and elevated at once. And even for those ancestors who aren't in my bloodline, um, they are they're playing a role that give substance to life on earth. Nobody, none of us got here to this very moment by ourselves. And the flow of energy and the confluence of energy is
1: what makes life happen. How did you first become aware of this idea of your ancestors? Or what was your very first encounter? So so
2: there's ancestors and then there's uh all of the spirit world and i i kind of feel like that sort of interchangeable mhm uh in terms of this ongoing flow and confluence of energy so when i was like maybe in my 20s mhm My life started to shift, hmm.
1: Hmm.
2: and I was receiving messages, and and it was sort of like um, standing at the crossroads. I could choose to follow the message, or I could choose not. And I chose two, partially consciously, but probably mostly subconsciously. And ideas were introduced to me, you know, it's like spirit. You like it? You like it? If you like it, I'll send you some more. You like it? You don't like it?
1: <laughs>
2: and um, and it really Kind of changed my life, and I think at that point, um, some of those messages, some of those directives, some of those uh, suggestions about my own life path began at that
1: time. These messages were they were they a result of people and situations that you had? um been around or was it just just your 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 um your way of life at that time? Was it you know, was it external or internal?
2: Yeah, I I began to have questions I see about my way of life at that time. Mm. that that led me to start to do some things differently. Mm-hmm. And all of those ideas or the implanting of those ideas
1: came from spirit. Mm-hmm.
2: And therefore, uh at least partially were ancestors.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I, they, they say when we make the contract to descend, mm-hmm. then when we get here, we forget how it goes. So <laughs> that part is a little something. Um, but, but yes, I remember vividly, I mean, it's been a while, right? I remember vividly that um, how and when my life, started to change, I began to make some different choices. I began to um, feel some different energies. Um, And the choices were very real in the physical in terms of um, what I was questioning about beliefs, what I was choosing to believe, freshly and newly that, I, that have carried me continuously until now about uh, diet choices, about culture, um, and the importance uh, or, the, or the intersectionality of spirit and culture, all of these things began to infiltrate my being. And so it came from an otherworldly place. And I accepted how' did your family respond? I mean it wasn't it was none it was all positive changes. everything mm-hmm. was positive. everything was um in the light, for example, when during this period, I started to wear my hair naturally mm. and So I remember one time I had chosen (laughs) extensions and braids, and they were really long, and, you know, they kind of looked at me with a little side eye, but I was the only child. So sometimes there's uh, the quote-unquote black sheep of the family Mm -hmm. who who is more so the deeper thinker. Mm. You know how in family sometimes the one who – who thinks a little differently Mm -hmm. get the sometimes get the label of being the black sheep, the one who's on the road less traveled.
1: That's right.
2: The one who's (laughs) on the road less traveled. And so but I was the only child so they didn't, (laughs) it's just me and I'm on that road. Mm -hmm. And they loved me and supported
1: me. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. (laughs) So, how has developing this relationship with your ancestors guided you on your life journey?
2: Well, I feel I know, I know that I am divinely protected. Um, the work that I do. Is in the cultural arts and cultural education in terms of um, helping to reinstill cultural foundations and reconnect black people with our true selves. And in terms of the education part, uh, interested others. Um, And so it's a work. It's a labor of love, but it's a work given uh, societal conditioning and indoctrination. And so I feel that this work is a part of the messaging that began uh, at that early age, and I feel that I'm divinely protected In it.
1: Yes. (laughs) Wow. So, what are some of the blessings, magic, and miracles you have witnessed Mm -hmm. on this journey with your ancestors? Well,
2: I don't know. Uh, Well, I will say
1: this. Thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. In my home, I have relics that surround me. Uh, Right now, I'm sitting at a desk that belonged to my mother. (laughs) And when we started the conversation, I was sitting in a chair that my grandfather used to sit in. Mm. And I have relics all over the house and photographs and uh, an altar. And um, I think something, when things just line up, something as simple as a convenient parking space is sort of the ask, believe, receive, which is, for me, you know, the work of life. I don't
1: i'm I'm not
2: completely there yet,
1: mm-hmm.
2: in terms of everything, but to but to feel present and and gratitude when I might meet someone who is carrying something that I've been looking for, or, the converse, I'm carrying something that they've been looking for. And we, and we meet and connect. Um, when, when I travel and have magical experiences, Um, when I'm healthy every day, when my family is in harmony. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sometimes the, the miracles that you talk about are quite subtle and then sometimes they can be quite fantastic. I believe that the natural balance of the other world, you know, like the Yoruba say, and and maybe some other people, probably some other people uh, on the continent and in the diaspora say the earth is a place that we visit and the other world is home. Absolutely. And it's interesting because uh, Yahya Uh, My granddaughter, Mm -hmm. when she was tiny, tiny, and you know how children pick up a crayon and just draw things? But we know as people, and particularly as artists, that what we draw is based on some element of experience, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know, even if it's an abstraction. So she would draw and I've retained these figures they always look the same. there would ah. be these figures they would they would have a face it would usually be a happy face, but then she would draw an aura around Ooh, them yeah. every oh, time wow. oh my goodness every time and I'm thinking that this is your remembrance she doesn't remember it now. Which is why I kept it. This is your remembrance before you descended
1: hmm. of people. That's powerful. <laughs> so you, you, you said you kept so
2: it. So Yeah, I got it. Oh yes, a couple of. Oh
1: yes, them. yes. I hope
2: and believe that the natural balance of the other world keeps everybody fine. There's a humility that I feel um, all the time, Uh, particularly when I I look at some of the trouble that some people have in their household. Mm -hmm. And I just believe that my desire for and acceptance of alignment keeps clarity around me. Um, you know, sometimes people talk about opposition. Uh, more, more of life is inv- invisible. Than it is visible, we get all focused on the visible part, like that's it
1: right.
2: more of life is invisible than visible, and so if we can get ourselves in alignment with that concept and and the opposition, and when I say opposition, I mean like as above, so below, yeah. and there's so many. Uh, expressions of this in African societies. Um for example, in in Kemet we have the Ankh and in Mali, uh among the Dogon we have the Kanaga. Um when we look at um Uh, patterns of constellations and so forth. And then if we look at our uh, nervous systems and our bodies, we see some similar patterns. We didn't get here by ourselves and we're all connected in a universal order. And if we are, if we recognize and are accepting of nature then the miracles and blessings just exist because if if God entered the world through each of us, then everything about life should be effortless ease. So I think that's a part of the journey of life to get to that point. To get to that state. Even in the opposition, um, so I said I was an only child, and my parents are ancestors. And I think of them every day. I call their names every day. I miss them every day. I'm loving on them every day, and I feel that I feel the love from them to me. And so one of them passed. On the 13th, and the other one passed on the 31st. That is opposition.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'm in the middle of them where I always was as
1: their only child. So, do you have a special film, book, or song that comes to mind when you think about your ancestors? <laughs> um,
2: well, you know, the Song I'm gonna say is the sweet honey in the rock breath mm. because it's because it's nature. Mm. The song is you know sweet honey in the rock. Okay, so the 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 mm. acapella harmony oh, is yes. a divinity in itself, right? Yes, that's just honey right there. <laughs> that's the honey, the sweet honey in the yes. rock. Yes. Man, (laughs)
1: because
2: that rock is hard. The rock is hard.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. They go hard.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. The rock is hard. But at the same time, it's foundational. Mm -hmm. It ain't moving. Mm -hmm. It's not moving. And so in a a sense, it gives us uh, uh, some idea of dependability. I'm still here, says The Rock. But I got this sweet honey pouring out, oozing out, available to you. So the song Breath, you know, there's so much in it. Life is breath. Relaxation is breath. Recalibrating and resetting is breath. And in the song, the sisters just talk about how the ancestors are everywhere in natural places, in the wind, in the water, in the mother's breast. And that's so holistic, so complete, so never failing. There was a film I saw like a documentary more so that I saw recently about uh in our in our mother's garden? Was that the name of it?
1: Do you know it? It is, it is. That's right.
2: Because as I listen to women talk about their own evolution Everybody had their own story Mm -hmm. and how it was connected to childhood experiences and what, what their mothers or grandmothers showed them and how their living aspects of those things. Now, you know, we have physical resemblances. We have mannerisms yeah we have ways that we string words together um we have memories absolutely and I could really I could really relate to some of those stories. I laughed <laughs> uh and and then sometimes I got a little tissue out because the tears started coming. Yes, it, it was an affirmation it was. It was an affirmation, and then um, the film *Amistad*. Remember that one?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, Those African people who said, "We're not doing this. (laughs) We are, we are free. We are strong. We are self-determined. Self-determination." We got to really reconnect with that part and just the show of strength and unity I think that the truth. Yes. of the <laughs> ancestors portrayed.
1: It's like, wow, yes, we can. We can do this. So Omilate, why is developing a relationship with your ancestors' important?
2: because they want us to win, they live their lives, and that living gives us cues about what to do now and about what to do next. It's love. And we're not alone. We don't want to be alone. Sometimes when we're in this physical world and focused in this physical reality, particularly in the Western world, there's all of this separation and compartmentalization and linear thinking that's going on that makes us crazy as African people say that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And staying connected in a in a circle with our ancestors gives us hope. Fills us up. Uh, again, with with memory and even the names that we don't know, it helps to fill out our identity. It gives me responsibility. You know, I tell my children, there is no privilege without responsibility. <laughs> so you can't think you all that and have this and that. And not be responsible for these other things over here. Okay. So, as I was talking earlier about being living amongst ancestral relics, that's a privilege for me in my house. But then I'm responsible or living my life as my very best self in excellence and in clarity and in love and in productivity in community. In the Culture Center, we have uh, uh, art and artifacts and material culture Mm -hmm. among the other programs that we offer about culture and also ancestral um, reverence, which I'll get to in a second. But we have um, uh, the Aquiaba. We have several examples of Aquiaba from the Ashanti in Ghana. And the uh, Aquiaba is anglicized to the fertility doll. And so immediately the mind goes to procreation, which is which is Um, in the purest sense what it's about uh, and then how it's used in society for that purpose. But then when people ask me about it, I take it one step further and say the fertility also is about what are you doing with your life? Are you shucking around? Or are you in your highest self? Which one? And it's a privilege to be in our highest self and more and and sort of a right as well, but then we have responsibility about now choices. Mm-hmm. And to me, all of those things are interconnected with ancestral realities. At the uh, at Legbaugh Folklore Society, one of the programs we offer are Cultural history tours. I live in Richmond, Virginia, uh, the Virgin State, um, that became the capital of the Confederacy because of the lucrative nature of the trade of enslaved Africans, and in, and as I was talking earlier about messages coming to me about this, that, part of it was coming to Richmond. I didn't have one thought about coming here. And I've been here now more than 30 years, ferreting out and being embraced by the stories of our ancestors. For a good part, of time, there were more black people than white because Virginia became a breeding state. Okay, this is where I'm sitting from right now, and so those legacies, whew, and when we take people out. On the trail of enslaved Africans, sharing the narratives of our ancestors, their words, their stories, their experiences, their view with the historical record. How were these experiences happening in the uh, physical world and characterizations of the day? What it looked like, what it felt like, what it felt like. There's a sense of We're not living in vain. They speaking to us. We didn't live in vain. You're remembering us. You're sharing our story. People are beginning to understand more about how they got to where they are. And so it's a privilege and a responsibility for me to be able to assist people on their own paths with, by sharing this knowledge, by sharing this experiential learning opportunity at the organization, sharing aspects of the magic and spirit of Africa in a Sankofa moment anything that encourages us to go back and fetch it is ancestral veneration. Because this past unlocks the key to the future. And we all are potentially key carriers. If we want to, we've been taught to look away, to only look narrowly at what we can see with our physical
1: eyes, and we shortchange ourselves in that way.
0: Yeah.
1: That makes sense. It really does. What would you say to inspire or encourage others who are interested in cultivating a spiritual relationship with their ancestors? Do it. <laughs>
2: Do it now. Um, just initially, I would say just sit still. Make a sacred space in your house. Some houses are noisy the TV's happening all the time The da, 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 all the time sit still almost meditatively such that when thoughts come because there are always a gaz- gazillion of them let them pass uh, at an altar if you like put light there, put water there, put the images there put relics there It's not uh, spooky. (laughs) It is clarifying. It is energetic light that is waiting to embrace us. Just do it. Call their names. Talk to them. Talk to them like they're sitting right there beside you because they are. Call out their names. They're waiting. They're waiting for us. They have so much to tell us.
0: From the Yoruba Cosmology of West Africa, Ilegba is the Orisha or intercessor who opens the roads bringing clarity out of confusion. As the founder and president of Ilegba Folklore Society Incorporated, for over 30 years, Omilade ensures the downtown cultural center Its programs and services are indeed road-opening experiences for its audiences while simultaneously making an educational, social, economical, and spiritual impact. In addition to performances of African dance, music, and theater at home and abroad, the Society's annual events Include Juneteenth, a Freedom Celebration, the Down Home Family Reunion, a celebration of African American folk life, and the Capital City Kwanzaa Festival. This week's scripted wisdom is a reflection of our guest Omila De Janine Bell and in honor of her past I met my ancestors I will call into the past far back to the beginning of time and beg them to come and help me at the judgment I will reach back And draw them into me, and they must come. For at this moment, I am the whole reason they have existed at all. Sink. Amistad. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Luke twelve forty eight. Those who have died have never, never left. The dead are not under the earth. They are in the rustling trees. They are in the groaning woods. They are in the crying grass. They are in the moaning rocks the dead are not under the earth sweet honey in the rock